You're listening to an audio sermon by Pastor Bernard Milder from Household of Christ. We trust that you will be encouraged and blessed as you listen to the Word of God. So I want to continue now with the, the second part. We, we touched on that the secret to a blessed life is really all about your heart. Now I want to continue, and it's about putting God first. In the book of Psalm 50, verse 12, we see God saying, If I was hungry, if I were hungry, I would not tell you. He says, I will not tell you. He says, the whole world, everything, the fullness thereof, it's mine. So God, even if he has a need, he would not tell us. Because it should be motivated by us loving God. Everything belongs to God. Everything. Everything. The gospel, Christianity, is about our hearts. Can you put God first? It's about the purity of our hearts. When we look at finances and we want to put God first, we, we have to know that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hebrews teaches us that. It's the same yesterday, today, and forever. When we look at finances, we, we have to look at the Old Testament and we have to look at the New Testament. It's important to know that we're not serving an old God and a new God. The things God hated in the Old Testament, He still hates them in the New Testament. He hated sin in the Old Testament, He still hates sin in the New Testament. So everything that we look at, we have to view it through the cross what Jesus Christ did for us. View it through the cross. Otherwise, if you place yourself under laws, you'll feel condemned. The Bible says, when the law came, sin revived, and I died. So we want to look at these things under the grace of God. Amen. See what the Word of God says about it. Malachi 3 teaches us that God does not change. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. God is actually saying, because I do not change, you are not consumed. The reason why God cannot change is because he's perfect. If, if he had to improve on anything, that's why you don't go from righteousness to righteousness. Because that would mean... God cannot go from righteousness to righteousness because that would mean that there's a part of him that's not righteous if he had to improve in righteousness. God is righteous. God is holy. We, as mere men, grow in the revelation of righteousness. But you can actually not become more righteous than what Christ has made you because God is perfect. His love is perfect. His holiness is perfect. And God is perfect because he is spirit. That's why when we worship him, we worship him in spirit and in truth. Amen? Does that make sense? So God cannot become more holy. God is holy. If we say we grow from holiness to holiness, it would mean there's a part of God that's not holy that he had to improve. But God is perfect, so he cannot, he cannot improve. We can go from faith to faith. Because faith comes by hearing the word of God. Your capacity to believe can increase. But God cannot grow in righteousness because he's righteous. He's holy. And he has made us holy. 
That's why we have to believe it. Amen. So turn with me in your Bibles to Exodus chapter 13. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, consecrate to me all the firstborn, whatever opens the womb among the children of Israel, both of man and beast, it is mine. God said, the first is mine. When God created from the first to the sixth day, he said everything was good. As a matter of fact, he said it was very good. But the seventh day, he said, that's the Sabbath day. That day belongs to me. That day is holy. So you see, when God is involved... And he says, something is mine. Because God is holy, he will declare it and make it holy. He said, you are his. You're mine. That's why God had to make you holy. Amen? God instituted the marriage. said, the marriage bed is holy. When God is involved in a marriage, it's holy. God said, the first belongs to to me when something is holy it means it belongs to God the tithe is holy you are holy a royal priesthood a holy nation go to Exodus 11 and it shall be when the Lord brings you into the land of the Canaanites as he swore to you and your fathers and gives it to you that you shall set apart to the Lord all that open the womb that is, every firstborn that comes from an animal which you have, the male shall not be the Lord's. But every firstborn of a donkey you shall redeem with a lamb. And if you will not redeem it, then you shall break its neck. And all the firstborn of man among your sons you shall redeem. So it shall be when your son asks you in the time to come, saying, What is this? That you shall say to him, By strength of hand the Lord brought us out of Egypt out of the house of bondage. Saying, I want you to apply this principle in your life where you put me first. The firstborn, you give it to me. He says, and when your children ask you, why are you doing this? Dad, we've just started this business with cattle or with sheep. And now here's our first little lamb. Why are you killing it? It doesn't make sense. Say, so use that opportunity to tell him. The Lord God brought us out of bondage. We're doing this because we are putting God first so that he will bless the rest of what we are busy with. So God said, the first belongs to me. He says, if you don't want to redeem the first, then break its neck, it must die. God said, Israel is my firstborn. Can you see why Egypt couldn't keep Israel in bondage? Because he said, it's my firstborn, it belongs to me. Come out of Egypt. Can you see, because they did not redeem, did not apply the blood against the doorpost, all their firstborn died. Because God said, the firstborn is mine. Belongs to me. He says, if you want to redeem it, then use a lamb. But if you don't want to, then you have to break its neck. This is the principle of putting God first. 
Proverbs 3 verse 5 says, do not lean on your own understanding. So do not lean on your own understanding. Let me go there quickly. Sometimes we try and figure out things in our, in our own minds. But I think the principle here is that God is saying, put me first, then I'm going to put you first. So God in all of this wants to position you to attract his favor. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. He says, don't try and figure this out. Verse 9, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. So your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will overflow with new wine. He says, honor the Lord. Put God first. God in everything wants to be first. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. Giving is the beginning of a blessing. But putting God first releases something that we don't understand with our minds where God put us first. And God can see whether you are putting him first or not. He can see whether you've placed Jesus and given him the rightful place in your heart. This is why Jesus comes or the word of God teaches us that God says the firstborn, the first belongs to me. I want you to put me first. Genesis 14 verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abraham and God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. So the Bible says he met with Melchizedek. He had no beginning, he had no end. He brought out bread and wine. I want you to know that Jesus that we serve today, we cannot see him. We worship the invincible God of power and might. But God said, for you to be able to identify with me, I'm going to give you two elements that you will know, bread and wine. He says, when you break that, you are eating my body. Not a symbol, you're eating my body and you're drinking my blood. So we have to accept here that what was shared, Melchizedek had revelation, understanding of atonement, of salvation. And he shared that message with Abraham. And the Bible says there from everything he gave 10%. Can you see that tithing came from a relationship and not the law? When you read Galatians 3, it says the promise that was made to Abraham was 430 years before the law. 430 says, out of a relationship, Abraham put God first and he gave a tithe. It's all about putting God first. Amen. It's our relationship. So where did he get to know about this? Where did he see this? Turn with me in your Bibles to Genesis 2. I want to show you something. God wants to be first in everything. Genesis 2 verse 8. Then the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man 
whom he had formed, and out of the ground the Lord God made every tree grow that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life was also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. So God said, he made the garden, he placed the trees there. Then, verse 16, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good of evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die. Can you see that God said, This tree you're not allowed to eat from. This tree is mine. Many people today live a very good life from knowing the difference between good and evil. They're not serving God. They've just trained themselves to make good decisions, good and evil. God said, that was never my plan for you. My plan was not for you to make decisions like that, but to trust in me. So even God said, this tree is mine. You're not allowed to eat from it. I'm the only one. Amen? So turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. Romans 11 teaches us that if the first fruit is holy, the lump is also holy. If the root is holy, the rest will also be holy. All that God is saying, I want to be first. Put me first. So if you want me to put you first, put me first. Why did God obey Elisha's words? Because Elisha obeyed God's words. That's the principle. If you abide in me and I abide in you, you'll ask me whatever you want, and I'm going to give it to you. I think when we come and we put God first, when it comes to material things, it reveals our hearts. Turn with me in your Bibles just a few chapters on to Genesis 4 verse 1. Somebody that's born again, somebody that's born from above, what is one of the first things that they do? How do you know? The outward sign is that they will be baptized. The outward sign of an inner conversion is you are baptized. The outward sign of somebody that's putting God first, you'll see it through their giving. That's the outward sign. Genesis 4 verse 1. Now Adam knew his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. This is the first time we see anybody making an offering to God. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit to the ground of the Lord. Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry, and why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? So look here, Cain might have even brought wheelbarrows full of fruit. He might have even brought more than his brother. But the Bible says, can you see, the Bible says, in the process of time, he said, let me bring something to the Lord. It might have been more 
God was not interested in how much he was giving, but the manner that he gave it. He was not putting God first. But we see Abel took his firstborn, and he sacrificed that to the Lord. He said, I'm giving that to the Lord. So it's almost God, it was impossible for God not to accept Abel's offering. Because he put God first, God could put him first. The Lord said to him, Cain, why are you upset? You know what you've done is not right. You've put me at the end of the queue. You've taken all the fruits that you want and the leftovers. Maybe it's wheelbarrows full. You brought, but I can see you're not putting me first. Abel might, might have just brought one or two Little lambs, I don't know. But everything he gave was the firstborn. So you can make a decision if you're going to be a convenient giver, or you can make the decision if you're going to put God first. But it's all about putting God first. And God wants to be first. He wants to be first. Is this helping you? Many people teach, yeah, it's because his brother brought a blood sacrifice. It's not a blood sacrifice. Later on, I'll show you. When they brought the tithe that was acceptable, people brought produce from the field. It's not about what you give. You're putting God first. Exodus 23, verse 19. The first of the first fruits of your land you shall bring into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its milk, its mother's milk. The first fruit that you bring into the land, the Lord says it's mine. Tell me quickly, what was the first city in the promised land that they conquered? It was Jericho. What did the Lord say? He said, Jericho belongs to me. Everything in that city is mine. Don't touch it. What happened? When they withheld some of the produce, there was no blessing says, what's going on here, Lord? You've taken and touched what belongs to me. When they brought restoration, brought the stuff back, God said, kill that now. Am I right? Why? Because Jericho was the first city. He said, the first city belongs to me. If the first portion is holy, belonging to God, the rest will be holy. You can have all the other cities, but give me the first city. The first city belongs to me. Turn to the person next to you and say, put God first. That's what he said, put God first. He wanted the city. That's what it's all about. Amen? Let me just touch on this quickly. When you look at Malachi, and I'm going to touch on this now, but... When we obey God's word, the Bible says that angels hearken to God's word. So when you put God first, it releases the favor of God upon your life. As a matter of fact, it even releases angels. In Malachi 3, he says, I will rebuke the devourer for your sake. I'll rebuke the devourer. Don't lean on your own understanding, but when you put God first... God will put you first. 
Abraham gave tithes to the Lord. When he started giving tithes to the Lord, he said, but I'm putting God first. God is putting me first. I've now entered into the economy of God. I'm not looking at things from a natural point of view. The Bible teaches us when you go through this, teach your children. He obviously taught this to Isaac. He taught this to Jacob. Taught Jacob this. The Bible says in Genesis 26, verse 1, it says there was a famine in the land after the second famine. There was a famine in the land after the second famine. Verse 12, and Isaac planted in that land. Said he didn't look at the famine and the second famine. He planted because he realized the seed that I'm giving, that I'm planting here right now, God's favor rests upon it. I'm going to plant these seeds. And the Bible says in that same year he reaped a hundredfold because he was putting God first. Have you ever seen the movie Faith Like Potatoes? It was a drought. They planted the potatoes. That it, that's what I'm talking about. It's not just in those days. God is still doing it right now. You know what the Bible says? It says the man started to prosper. Am I right? Genesis 26, 12. Then Isaac sowed in the land and he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Verse 13. The man began to prosper, continued prospering until he became very prosperous. Sometimes when we start giving and putting God first, we'll see these things happening. But now we start comparing ourselves to the people around us. People that's been tapping into this blessing for a long time. I want to encourage you. Be faithful in putting God first. Like the same, Job went through a season where he went through a difficult time, but God restored him. As you continue to put God first, even in a difficult time, even in a season of famine, you'll see the favor of God will rest upon those seeds that you are planting. It's all about putting God first in everything that we do. 2 Chronicles 31 verse 5 says, As soon as the commandment was circulated, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of grain and wine, oil and honey, and of all the produce of the field. And they brought in abundantly the tithe of everything. And the children of Israel of Judah, who dwelt in the cities of Judah, brought the tithe of oxen and sheep, also the tithe of holy things, which were consecrated to the Lord their God, they laid in heaps. I want you to see that every reference in the Bible, it never speaks of you giving your tithe. It says, bring the tithe. Why? Because the tithe does not belong to you. The tithe belongs to God. Let me use an example. Say, say uh, 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 my Jay wants to use my car. She says, my car's going in for a service. Uh, can I use your car? I said, well, I'm away for a week. Yes, you can use my car. Now, after a week, she comes to me and she says, I've been praying, and I really feel like the Lord is saying I must give you this car. Huh? What do you mean you want to give me this car? It's my car. Now, I've really been praying and fasting, and the Lord has laid on my heart, I want to give you the car. I said, Marjay, please just bring me the car. <laughs> you know, it's my car. So the, do you understand the picture? The tithe belongs to the Lord. You don't give the tithe. You bring the tithe. You bring the tithe. 
when you're in a relationship with the Lord and you have that revelation, Abraham knew he could only give to God what came from God. Can you see a matter of fact that the Lord came and he tested Abraham? And he said, Abraham, I want your firstborn. He said, Lord, no problem. I'm going to give him. The Bible said early the next morning he got up and he went. When it got to the place where the servants had to stay behind, the Lord said to Abraham, I want you to sacrifice your son, your only son. God used the word sacrifice. I want you to sacrifice. I want you to give it to me. When the servants asked, where are you going? He said, me and the lad, we're going yonder to worship. Abraham knew whatever he was going to give to the Lord is part of his worship unto the Lord. He knew whatever he was going to give to the Lord had to come from the Lord. But he also knew, he understood atonement. Remember, he had the revelation of the body that will be broken, the blood that will be shed. So he knew what would follow. The Bible said he believed in his heart. Even if he had to kill his son, God was able to raise him from the dead. Abraham put God first. And that obedience, the Bible said, was accounted to him as righteousness. Deuteronomy 8 verse 18 teaches us that God is the one who gives us the power, the ability to produce wealth or to be successful. Why? Because he wants to establish this covenant, this relationship between you and him. It says, when I've blessed you, don't forget that I'm the one that blessed you. Don't say it's the work of your own hands. Say it's God that's been working in me and through me. This is the secret. Putting God first in everything that you do. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore to your father, as it is this day. It's all about relationship. It's all about putting God first. I'm going to share now in the next session, but when the Lord came and tested Abraham, Isaac was the tenth test. When you see ten, it's always a test. It was the ten commandments, the ten plagues that tested. So when it comes to tithe every year, that ten or the end of the month, or where you find if it's weekly or, or um, every fortnight, whatever way, the test is, will I put God first? Will I put God first? In Matthew 22, the Pharisees came to test Jesus, is what the Bible says. They said, what should we give to Caesar? What is the right thing to do? They were testing him. And he said, you've come to test me. I can see your hearts. You're not putting me first. You're coming to... He says, give me that coin. He says, whose inscription is he on the back? They said, Caesar's. He said, well, then give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and give to God what belongs to God. What was he saying? He's saying, look at this image on this money. It's Caesar's. Give to him what is in his image and give to God what is in his image. He says, you have been created in God's image, so put God first. Can you see that? Saw their hearts. Said, you're looking at this money. 
give to what is in the image of money. But what is in, made in the image of God, put him first. And you are a bunch of hypocrites because you're not putting God first. You've come to test me. Can you see God wants to be first in your life with everything? Every area in your life, God wants to be first. God can see right into your heart. He can see whether you are putting him first. You can come like a cane with 10 wheelbarrows full of fruit, but God will know if you've put him first. Or you can come with two cents and God will see that you've put him first. It's all about the heart. Amen. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 1. Sometimes, you know, we as mere people, we say, don't tell me, ask me. But there's certain things in the Word of God where God is not asking us. He's instructing us. He's giving us instruction. And we have to take it to heart. God didn't make a suggestion to Abraham and say, I want you to go think about it, to sacrifice. He said, no, I want you to. Amen? Instruction in righteousness will always produce life in our lives. 1 Corinthians 16 verse 1. Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I've given orders to the churches of Galatia, so you must do also. See, see, I'm giving you instruction concerning this. He said, when your children grow up and you take that lamb and you bring it as an offering, you put God first and your children ask, Why? Use that opportunity to minister to them and say, as a family, we put God first. I can tell you so many testimonies of people. The one lady, she worked at a bank. They had to grow between 12 and 13% every year. She would grow 30% year on year. Then when they asked her, why? Teach us the secret. She said, well, the only thing I can teach you or say to you is that I'm putting God first. I'm a tither in my church. I'm putting God first. That's why God is putting me first. And I'm first the whole time. I'm first the whole time. Many people make promises to God. I want to just touch on this. Most people, when they ask God, when they are desperate, they'll make a promise. God, if you help me with this, I promise you I'll become a hostess. Oh, God, when you help me with this, I'll be in church every Sunday. <laughs> Have you ever done things like that? The Bible says when you do that, pay your vows. Pay your vows. Because if you make that promise to God and you don't keep it, it can be detrimental. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes, go find it. It says don't come to the minister of God. Don't come to the pastor and then say, oh, I've made a mistake. Please release me from that. You want to get me in trouble with God now as well? You make the promise with God. You go sort it out with God. Don't get me involved in that. Amen? You have your own way before God. God commanded Israel. He said, when it comes to this, teach your children. Use it as an opportunity to minister. I remember there was one um, guy in Bloemfontein. He had a car dealership. He really had only six or seven cars. But he was always doing very, very well. And I said, how can you make it? All the other guys have 20, 30 cars. He says, I'm a tither. He says, I only need these cars for God to bless me. With the favor of God upon this, I'm blessed. He said, a matter of fact, I'm so convinced about this. I challenge people. 
that if they say their situation is like falling apart, their finance is not working out, I just tell them, become a tither for six months. Show me that you've tithed. If it's not changed after six months, then I will pay those expenses for you. He said, I've never had anybody come back after six months. And I thought, wow, okay, that's a lot of confidence. But that's somebody that has a revelation. That's Abraham that had a revelation. I can only give to God what comes from God. When God says, give me the first, I can give it because I know what will follow. He had that revelation. Amen. I think the truth is that we have to know is that all first fruit not given to the Lord is wasted. But every first fruit given unto the Lord is never wasted. Israel first had to write the test of the golden calf because they, before they could really understand the value. That gold of the golden calf was intended for the temple, but when they used it for a golden calf, it went wasted. When you make a decision to put God first, it releases a blessing in your life. Think, think about this. The person that you give to first is the person that holds the blessing. The person that you give to first is the person that holds the blessing. We have to have that heart just to put God first in everything. It starts with a heart's decision. You purpose in your heart, I'm going to put God first. You don't just decide it. You purpose in your heart, I'm going to put God first. And when you put God first, God will put you first in every area of your life. When you honor God, God will honor you. When you bless God in your trials, God will bless you in your trials. When you honor God in your difficulties, God will honor you in your difficulties. The same measure that you use. This is not a quick reach scheme. You can put God first this year and next year you're not putting God first. That's what happened in church now. People were putting God first. They were running to come to church. Now, after six months, I still love Jesus 100%. You're just loving something else more, not to be here. I'm preaching to the empty chairs, obviously. You guys that are here, well done. We thank God for your lives. Amen. So make the decision to put God first. Sila. Thank you for listening to this audio sermon. For more information, please go to our website, www.hoc.org.za. Household of Christ, loving God, loving people.